This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. Button about books, everyone is on social media. And I noticed on my Facebook page that there is a, a new autobiography, I could call it, out. Um, we uh, It is with Sherilyn Dudley. She is uh, from the African Christian Democratic Party. She's a former uh, member of parliament. And she's just released uh, her new book uh, called Through My Eyes, Life, Religion, and politics, and she is on the line uh, today to talk to us about it. Sherilyn, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us on the New Blue Review. Hi, thank you. Thank you. Great to be with you. Uh, so it, it it's, uh, must always be pretty interesting uh, writing a book and uh, and sort of getting your your view, like collating uh, a lot of experience that you've had. Uh, you you were an, a, a member of Parliament for how many years? It was actually 20 years, yeah, just on 20 years. So so what is the process like when you decide to write a book that you then, you know, have to kind of collate all these different experiences and decide what goes in and what comes out? No, sure, it was, it was quite a task, it's like a huge puzzle. Of course, I love puzzles, it's something I haven't had any any time to do in my life, so this was an amazing <laughs> opportunity to actually work on this particular puzzle. <laughs> so I'm sure MPs don't have a lot of time, so that must be uh, yeah. quite nice to just sit and, uh, and and do not do nothing, but uh, not have uh, to run around so much. No, for sure, no, for sure. No, for sure. It's a 24/7 job, always. Yeah. Now, in having a look at the book and some of the topics uh, that you covered, I get the sense that you know the 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 African Christian Democratic Party, the ACDP, is kind of well known to our community, uh, and and. And often is kind of seen uh, in a similar way to other Christian-inspired political parties, say in the United States, in part of in parts of Europe, and and, and very much brings that spirit into the into the sp- public sphere. But unlike, say, Europe or, or 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 the United States, in some respects, the South African political system uh, is is actually uh, it's, it's very different, and the issues here are very different, and pe- and the political system tends to see. Uh, tends to see some of the issues very differently. And I get the sense throughout the book that, that you really were, in your time as a member of parliament, actually sort of trying to balance, uh, those two, uh, perspectives as you, as you did your work. Would you care to comment on that? Yeah, you know, very definitely. Just to say um, up front, obviously, I have been, uh, I was 25 years a member of the African Christian Democratic Party, but I have removed myself from party politics. I haven't removed myself from politics because I really feel that um, South Africa is so important. So my, my, my passion became more and more a passion for a shared future. And, and, and building bridges between people and, and areas in our country. And so this was, this took, overtook, um, the other things. And of course, if, if we didn't have the African Christian Democratic Party, um, I would not have had the experience I've had to, to grow to, to this place. So, and, and, and I really believe it's going to be a great vehicle for other people to grow in terms of that as well. But at the same time, I'm so passionate about the idea that we do need to grow. You know, so, so I, I, I don't, uh, you know, the idea of being boxed into one kind of thinking is, 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 is really difficult for me. And even within that, um, situation I was in within the ACDP, I probably had a far broader approach to my work 
than the average person um, in a party like like the ACDP. So, um, and I think it's really important. And I want to encourage people, people who are going to be in the ACDP, people who are going to be in any political party, to actually practice that broader perspective. Obviously, you have to narrow down into that sort of what do I do minute by minute, day by day. But you always need it in the context of a, a broader context. Well, I mean, it's interesting you say that because when someone says, you know, uh, kind of Christian politics or, or, or something like that, immediately people go to, you know, okay, well, this is the, this, these are the people we speak to on like moral issues. But but actually, in your time as uh, as 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 a as a parliamentarian, you actually tackled all sorts of things. One of them was uh, a, a private members' bill, for example, uh, the only one that's actually ever been passed uh, through through our parliament since since democracy, focusing on uh, paternity leave for, for fathers. Tell us about like that kind of process where you where you were trying to really drive uh, a change. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well. Um, for some reason, I did have a bit of, having studied law and whatever, I did have a bit of a passion for private members' bills. So I was practicing along the way. Uh, I did, in fact, put uh, you know five private members' bills forward, one after the paternity leave one that went through and others before that. So so there was a growth in, in that. And I really just felt that this particular one was something very important for very different, for different reasons. One is, of course, I'm a mother of uh, four children. I've got six grandchildren. You, you, so you've lived the, the, <laughs> the experience. And, um, as a female, I really thought it was just so important that husbands could, can take up that space. At the same time, I really have noticed in the 21st century the most amazing young men and, and their passion to be fathers and, and how much they actually take up a, a role in society that, that dads didn't do in days gone by. They just couldn't. They just accepted that they couldn't do it. And so, um, the, you know, so there was a lot of reasons. But then I also started to hear the voices of the masses in terms of workers speaking on this issue and the difficulties they face at these times. And knowing that in South Africa, um, most men's names, the majority of people, the fathers are not on the birth certificates. So, so it's just that right from the start, fathers feel excluded. They don't have uh, that sense of, of being necessary in, in the whole process that's left to the, to the mom. And I really sort of got the sense that this was something that we all wanted, um, and and it was going to, it's a, you know, it's not a cure-all for society's ills and the fact that dads haven't been around, but it was a small step in what I thought was the right direction, and it got and it got huge support and broad support, and and I was very excited about that. We're talking to Sherilyn Dudley today. She's a former member of Parliament for the African Christian Democratic Party. If you want to ask her any questions, you can send us a uh, SMS, 34519, or you can telegram us, 0618951019, and uh, we'll happily take any of your questions. We're going to take a short break, uh, and when we come back, we'll be talking again to Sherilyn. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. And we're talking today to uh, Sherilyn Dudley. She is a former member of parliament for the African Christian Democratic Party. Uh, she's just released a new book, and we're chatting about her life over 20 years in parliament. Now, Sherilyn, I think a lot of people in our community would know the African Christian Democratic Party, uh, particularly through uh, its stance on Israel, which is 
probably one of the most uh, pro-Israel stances you could say in the um, in, in 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 Parliament, and you devote an entire chapter uh, to the book, and because you were actually on the the, uh, the International Relations Committee that dealt with this, and I don't want to talk about any of those things except for the first time that you like sort of ever dealt with this issue publicly in Parliament was with none other than Ronnie Castrols. And it was just, I thought, quite in some ways, quite a humorous story. So I was wondering if you could talk to us about that. <laughs> yeah, sure. It was, it was, it was one of those little rude awakenings, you know, where I was sort of passionately just brought uh, sort of what we call moving emotion in Parliament, and it was really just something that I thought would bring great clarity in terms of the situation in the Middle East. And I got this huge attack. Um, mainly uh, it was um, Ronnie Cashwell's. He was absolutely furious um, and uh, tried to kind of get Parliament to do something, to get our leader to do something, because I was just so clearly obnoxious to him. So I suggested that we have coffee, you know, and talk about it, because I really didn't understand why he was quite like a raging bull, um, which, of course, he declined. But what was so strange for me was that years later, um, crossing him at an international relations function, I had greeted him, and his response then was was so rude and <laughs> so um, strangely angry that I, you know that I, I realized, oh, this is this was deep for him. You know, this was hugely problematic. So, that, what that, did you say that, that offended him so much? Yeah, you know, and, and I, I, I was pretty much a nobody to him at the, at the point that I had offended him. So for him to have even remembered that offence, I, I would have thought was quite huge. So, so yes, what would have offended him so much? He's just he, clearly um, extremely passionate about um, whatever it is that um, he's harbouring. You know, it, it seems so much deeper than the actual, even the issue that it is, because it seemed so extremely personal to him. Um, so I would, I would think that he possibly has uh, his own issues around um, perhaps his heritage, his birth, his whatever. <laughs> and, um, and, and there's a lot, it was just touching open wounds. Well, definitely, uh, definitely much more to your, to your Israel engagement than just that one incident. But I thought it really was, uh, I, I think, I thought it opened a nice, uh, window into how fractious that can be, even in a, in a, in a parliamentary, uh, even in a parliamentary session, uh, setting. Uh, Sharon, a lot of your work. Yeah, we, it's, it's definitely not the subject that wins friends and influences people. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, you weren't winning Mrs. Popular contest. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Now we mentioned the paternity issue before, but but actually, if if you look broadly over your your parliamentary com, uh, career, even your your political career, the issue of home life, women's uh, women's rights, uh, is actually been something which you've 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 championed uh, very very much, and, and you said that it's. Uh, it all comes from the fact, obviously, that you have your own family, that you have your own kids, but but also going back in your childhood, this uh, this seems to have also been a, a big issue for you. Was was what you experienced growing up as a kid important for how you you, you formulated your politics later on? Well, yeah, it, it, you realise that only in hindsight, really. Um, I. I approached the writing of this book with a view to just kind of capturing my thoughts on the last 20 years. So that, that was the plan. 
And as I was capturing my thoughts on the last 20 years, of course, it prompted thoughts of other things and took me back into uh, my growing adult years my, uh, and my childhood. So, And you realize how, how you are today very much uh, a combination of, of who you've been through the years. And, um, yeah, so it was, it, it turned out to be a journey. And the fact that, that it's a journey of a girl. <laughs> and, and, and in, in life, I think that's really important because I was then thinking very much of, of the many, many girls that have been on this side of the world, the world generally, but, but the kind of journey we have. And that we have, we obviously, there's such diverse, we're so diverse even within the context of, of that, of our gender grouping. But at the same time, we do have some common experiences. And I, and I really realized as I have in my sixties that so much of what we do is kind of a path for those coming behind us. And we're not always aware of that. And I think I only became completely aware of that much later in life. How much what I did, what I didn't do, was actually setting others up for for an easier walk, um, more clarity, um, and 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 just preparing the people around. I think we all fight our own little battle, do our own little pioneering thing, but we leave a legacy for those coming behind us. And so I kind of wanted to put across there: the earlier we get that sense that we're not just forging a path for ourselves. But but what we what we do or don't do in terms of understanding that 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 people are coming behind us is very important. And one of these has been in the, in the sort of uh, you know in the issue of gender roles and, and and what roles women can play in society. I mean, you you have a, a quite a funny story about how in the ninety four elections you were very very pregnant and at the same time. Uh, putting up uh, posters for for the ACDP for an election, and and the kind of looks that you got were, were and and the comments that people had just because you were engaging in this kind of activity. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But but um, you, you know, as people of faith <laughs> yourselves, how much um, people are actually kind of fearful of of acknowledging. Um, that people of faith. So there's always a, that, that idea of religion being a, a very scary thing. Um, but, but yeah, I, I still, even at that point in, um, our growth in South Africa from a gender perspective, it's still kind of, um, people want to see things in little boxes. So, you know, a pregnant woman is in a certain box and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah. Um, it's breaking breaking down those kind of um, perceptions that people have. Now, talking about people of faith quickly, uh, you know, you, you talk in the book about the fact that the, the, some of the coming together or certainly the joining of yourself to the ACDP early in 94 was because you saw the important role that particularly Christians, but people of faith more generally, were playing in, in peace building in, in South Africa. Uh, now, I don't know if that's so relevant. I mean, obviously, it's always relevant. But, but what role would you say people of faith have to play today uh, in, in, in the South African context? Well, I think it's huge because, I, you know, there, there's such a tendency in human nature to, to have this us and them mentality. Um, you know, so whilst people can academically understand that we're all kind of important, people generally behave very much like 
they're more important than the next person. And I think people of faith have a greater understanding of not only loving your God, but loving your neighbor as yourself. And I think this is huge. This is really very important. And people do not respond positively to finger pointing and accusations. What they respond to is when somebody actually believes that they can be better than they, they're being. And, and, I, and I think that it would only be people of faith who would have the, the strength and the courage to take the kind of abuse that often comes your way from angry, hurting, uh, rejected people um, in being able to reassure them that they're actually valued and important and somebody cares to, to listen and feel their pain. So, uh, yeah, that, that would be my thing. We're talking about a shared future. And, of course, people, people are very angry, um, particularly in this country, for, for many different reasons. And, and a lot of the reasons are not really necessarily rational or logical. They're just simply deep feelings. Uh, it's, it's, so, so it's really going to take a courageous people to be able to um, allow, well, to confront other people's pain and not be afraid of it and not actually attack back. Sherilyn, you've written this book. Uh, it's a bit of a crazy time for writing books or for anything. So uh, how can people get hold of it and how are you rolling it out? Well, uh, it's being printed at the moment, so I'm not exactly sure the day that I'll have the books, but I have been at, um, it had been suggested to me that people would like to pre, probably like to pre-order. So people can contact me on Messenger which would be uh, my Facebook name is Sherilyn Verdon Dudley. And, and um, I think that's the easiest. And a, a WhatsApp message, and then I can send them bank details and, and what I would need to be able to get the book to them. So so my, my WhatsApp, my phone number is 082-89-5555. So to WhatsApp me or to message uh, message me, um, that would be perfect. I also um, email would be fine as well, and that would be Dudley dot Sherilyn at gmail dot com. Dudley well, dot at gmail dot com. Well, there you go, Sherilyn. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good luck with. Uh, the launch of the book. I've, I've read a bit of it and it certainly will give you an insight into Parliament uh, that you didn't think uh, you had before. There were some, there's some great stories and some, uh, also some hard issues that she covers. Uh, so it's just great and, and thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Great pleasure. Look forward to chatting again.